my week just to give you some inspiration. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 108 of Cali Bricklick. And remember, you can find this episode and our previous episodes. Oh my gosh, this lisp is so bad. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I have Invisalign in my mouth and I can't take it out. But you can find this episode on our previous episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever. And like always, we have Claire the Plastic Architect. Hello. We have Ninja and his train. Even with the Invisalign. Professional. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you, bro. And this time, welcome back. Different name, Danny. Danny Bob Studios. How's it going? What's going on? It's going really good. Same, Same me. Different name, same me. It's been like a That's year since we had you on. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Really. It's, it's been, been a while. while. A lot has changed since, I think. <laughs> yes. I don't remember like when exactly you came on, but it was definitely a year. So um, let's just get right to you. How have you been? What's, what's been going on? Um, oh, wait, hold on. Before that, I have a question I need to get off my chest. <laughs> just to you right now. Were you a performer at one point in your life? No. The only reason why I ask is because, one, your facial expressions are very, like, animated. So that's one. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Two, you know how to turn and not flex your foot. You're pointing. So I'm like, okay, she mm-hmm. might have something to it. Like and what? Like, My turn? Yeah, yeah. So when you spin, like, like when you, like, it's like a pirouette or, like, you know, when you do something, like, that requires you to dance and you move, like, your feet aren't flexed. So it looks like there's some sort of training in that. So I don't know. When did you see me turn with my foot not flat? I don't know. I remember I, you were dancing in some of your videos and you, you just spin. And then when you're spinning, you're not, your foot is not flicked. It's uh, only reason I asked because like I kind of kept that in my head like a while back. And then like when you do okay. something, I kind of I try to take note of it. I just wanted okay. to know if you ever performed like dance or anything like that in your it's life. Dancer, well, I yeah. forgot. Yeah, I did do dance for a couple of years. Oh my gosh. There it is. When I was little, doesn't matter. It's still there. little. He knew. He knew. And it, it. was. Like, I I knew it. it was ballet. It was. I was really little. It was <laughs> ballet, and jazz, and tap, and hip hop. Oh, okay. Years. One little video, and Shy figured that out. <laughs> yeah. What the heck, Shy? Are you detective Shy? <laughs> I'm analyzing the way your foot turns. But also, like, okay, let's get a little bit. We can also find a little bit more about Danny here. You know, you also play sports. A lot of them are balanced sports where you have to have like agility, yes. right? And I think a lot totally. of those, yeah. So it's it, she has control over where her center of gravity is, right? Because you do yes. wakeboarding and uh, snowboarding or skiing. Snowboarding, wake surfing, I did ice hockey, rowing, which required a lot of balance in the hips. There you go, lots of balance. I can slack line because I have balance in my hips. There you go. Yeah, I did do some balance things. Ballet is actually really good for ice hockey. If you can skate on one foot, it does make you a better skater. And I would love to do more dance videos online, but they have to be as good as the one that went viral or else I'm never going to do it again. There it is. Yeah. You set your bar too high. That's yeah, that's the issue. It's way too high. I did that like on some like Thursday afternoon. And I'm like, no, this is so dumb. I'm gonna get so much hate for this. 14 million. Like, <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah, it is funny. Oh, and like then that. you try and then it doesn't do very good. And you're like, Well, okay. All right. Post another video tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> well, anyway, I just wanted to call that out and ask yeah. in front of everybody if you I thought you meant like perform. Like, I don't know, like acting or something. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, a performing art in which you have performing done. art. Yeah. yeah jazz, I didn't really count that. Jazz ballet. That, that, you, you've done it in front of an audience because it looks like you so. have, you know, at one point. Yeah. So. My mom also lives vicariously through her children. And my younger sister is like 
totally that type like on stage. Mm-hmm. So I think I've through that and also just through like making fun of it a lot. I think somehow my facial expressions became really big over time. So I don't know my, my eyebrows. I didn't know they could like do so many things. <laughs> so well, yeah, you got it. You called it. Cool. At least I knew I was right. <laughs> You're right. I was even asking my wife. I'm like, does, she, does this look like training to you? And she's like, I don't. Sure. <laughs> like, okay, well, at least now you know, Danny, that Shai is like not only looking at your feet, he's like talking about you. So can I expect like a payment <laughs> via PayPal later or? <laughs> so I think you've provided entertainment in like so many different ways. Like regardless, 14 million viral, whatever. No, no one's one paying attention to Lego content. <laughs> <laughs> I just start doing pirouettes more often. Maybe more people be like, oh my God, is she a dancer? Dude, I think she's performed before. That's definitely professional. Um, yeah, you mean Holly need to do a routine? Okay. <laughs> no, that would be really no, fun. Yeah, it's it really just fun. like trying to live up his um the high point in his life. Shai, you look like you used to be on the Jabberwockies. I remember that dance video you released like a couple years ago. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a long time ago. Now, man, yeah. still, I, I still can't had the moves remotely anywhere Smart. near like I used to. Um, like, damn. But speaking of like TikTok videos and short form content. You've like been killing it lately. Not lately. Thank this you. past entire this whole year, uh, <laughs> in anything short form and your YouTube as well. Uh, any updates with all that? Because you've been really hyper focused on that and your content as yeah. well. Yeah, I have been trying to post a reel, a TikTok, and a YouTube shorts like almost every day, and I know that the three platforms. Um, can pretty much take any type of content and do okay. But I've noticed that they actually really want different kinds of content. So there's this really weird cross point that you kind of get to where it's like, do I want to just post the same thing on all three platforms and make it uh, uniform? Or do I want to like gear content specifically to that platform? Because what I found is that while there is some overlap on who watches on what, there's actually very different audiences that are looking for very different things. So it kind of sucks in one way because I would love to ride the viral train. Like Mr. B says, this is a day and age where you can post the same video on multiple platforms and go viral. And I was like, yeah, if your name starts with a Mr. and ends with a beast, but if you're me, then it's almost more beneficial to actually create content for the platform, but it's not so bad because it's short. And short form content doesn't take that long to make. Not that it doesn't take any time at all. It's still tedious and you have to put time and energy and thought into it. But I think with Reels, it's like (laughs) Reels really just wants a trending sound effect. And it's changing a little bit to like try to copy TikTok more because that's, let's be real, TikTok is the thing that's made YouTube pivot and do something that like they were never meant to do and made Instagram likewise do the same thing. But Reels really likes the sound effects, whereas TikTok's really leaning towards more like daily life, vlogs, and shorts is like still the most heavily focused on educational-based entertainment, where you'll get like nine out of 10 times, did you know that? Shower thoughts. Here's five facts that, and you just hear that over and over on shorts, and it's like, it's it's rooted in education and there's a layer of entertainment. So you got like three different types of content on three different channels. So there's a lot to break down there. You think it's because like YouTube 
I mean, like YouTube knows that the majority of its viewers are younger. And so they're like, okay, if we're going to be like funneling the short form content to a younger audience, let's at least maybe try to make it education based. And so they're like, let's pick out these words that may, I don't know. Is there, do you think there's any, I don't know. Or you think it's, I don't know about that because I know TikTok also has a majority of young viewers, like straight Mm -hmm. up young teens. So I don't know, like demographic wise, if that's changing, I've just noticed that that's the kind of content that I see more often doing well on shorts. And you got to take this with a grain of salt too, because it's based on what I've been watching. YouTube is going to look at your watch history and it's going to give you stuff based on that. So yeah, Yeah. it's, it's probably biased a little bit, but what I've noticed as someone who takes in a lot of Lego content on all three platforms, uh, it tends to be more educational based on YouTube, but still entertaining. TikTok is more uh, a snippet into your daily life. I want the authentic you, not super highly edited. YouTube actually likes highly edited things. And Reels is like <sighs> so hit or miss. <laughs> so hit or miss. Like, if I, like so random, let me just pick the right song at the right time. Yeah. The right time. Honestly, okay. I feel like timing is probably the most important thing. There's yeah. so many funny um, skits of people making fun of Instagram Reels. Because like, does it matter what time I post? Maybe. Does it matter what hashtags I use? It could. Should I be posting every day? Possibly. <laughs> There's no answers. <laughs> There's nothing. So then what would you do for each one? On like a I try to get – yeah, so every day I probably spend at least two hours across Reels and TikTok watching and saving sound effects on Instagram. I try to save as many sound effects because that's the only way to justify my watch time on that platform. Let's be real. TikTok is kind of a dumpster fire. I can easily fall into a spiral of very much unproductive content that has nothing to do with anything that I'm even trying to closely replicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes though watching, because you, you get so many more um, big content creators on TikTok nowadays, like it's, it's like 19 to one people who have like a million plus followers on TikTok until you get like a TikTok that has five likes on it. You know what I'm saying? They do not push small channels like they used to. And so watching a lot of these other people. I feel like Instagram is still doing that. Like I keep getting recommended. I don't even know how. Like I'll get recommended reels that have like three views. And I don't know why. I don't know what I've clicked on. Like do that. I noticed that on reels more too. But TikTok, I feel like they are prioritizing larger content creators way Mm -hmm. more than they used to. Because I'm like, does every person on TikTok just have like, a million followers or more because almost every time I click on their profile, they're like semi-famous. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, oh, they're a 2020 TikToker. They've been around. That's why they have so many followers. I don't know what it is, but there's a lot. So watching their content though is really good inspiration to see like what people are doing well. Cause I feel like if you just stay within the Lego topic and Lego niche of like content that you're creating that you're viewing to try to like make your own content with, you're going to miss out on like trend stacking on bigger ideas on how you can connect your content to the rest of the world, to a wider audience, which is where all this is leading is I want to connect to a larger audience of people that don't think about Lego every day. Like I do. (laughs) So that's, that's how I'm shifting. So you're curating your content per, per platform and you don't share most of your content over to others. Is that what you're Um, saying? I can choose. I pick and choose what content I share. It's not that I don't post the same video on all three platforms. I I pick and choose what I do and kind of when I do. 
I almost had this weird stigma that if I posted the same video on all three platforms at the same time on the same day, that they would like communicate with each other and like, shh, everyone uses the word shadow ban, right? Like, that, oh, you posted this on TikTok at the same time, tank, not gonna, I'm nerfing your views. It's not gonna go viral. This is a great video that should have gone viral or something. But I don't, like, like I said, there's no straight answers. Um, it's, it's very much intuition and how you feel, which is why it can be so difficult when something doesn't perform well and your intuition told you it was going to. But um, I do still cross post on cross platforms, but I do try to cater a little bit more towards what that platform wants. So like for one of them, you'll like add the trending music and another one, maybe you'll like, you know, do an intro that's a little bit more education focused. And then the other oh, one you'll- with the music too, I can't use the same music across platforms. Um, so let me back up a little bit. Cause when it comes to actually creating something for any platform, this has been going around a lot lately that you shouldn't record it inside the app. You guys heard this because of the I, metadata. I, I always edit the video on final cut and I, yeah so when it comes to short form i like doing it on my phone because like that's the whole point i actually really dislike when people make content on their cameras Mm -hmm. to make tiktoks because it's like it's so crisp it's so clear it's like well you're not a professional this isn't authentic you're taking this to your computer editing it and creating content as like this whole structured thing whether that's what's happening or not that's the vibe that it gives off and although i would love to have 4k clear quality uh, for all my short form content videos, it does it does come off differently to the viewer. But making it on your phone, as long as you're recording it on your actual phone camera and then using like CapCut or InShot or whatever. Um, oh, I mean, sure. I suppose it's even better to use your your actual computer to edit it, honestly. Like you can do way more in there. Um, I honestly I get so frustrated editing on my phone, but I do still edit like most of my short form reels and TikToks on my phone. Um, which I'll talk about YouTube shorts here in just a second. But with that, I make sure that I have the raw video file. And then when I import it to say reels, I'll use the reels text to overlay it. And when I upload it to TikTok, I'll use the TikTok text and I'll definitely use whatever sounds are available that are kind of similar so that it's more native to that platform. Yeah. Yeah. So how successful that is, it's hard to say. Again, there's not like a clear answer, but I know that a lot of creators have been talking about metadata and where you're creating the content from so like don't create it in the app for example which sucks because tiktok now has like a really decent like editor oh yeah i just like, noticed that like a week the editing ago. within tiktok is by far the best across the three platforms it's so infuriating because out of the three like tiktok was the one i was the most resistant about i did not want to have tiktok i still don't really want to have tiktok but yeah, you're just like, like missing out if you don't have it well as a creator it's the metadata because they're like, you can't do cross platform with yeah. like, they'll know like it kind of like stains it or stamps it and what it, w- via yeah. the metadata. Oh. But like, what if you were creating like a TikTok that was specifically for TikTok? You're like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this specifically for that. I don't think it's Sometimes appropriate I do. for either one. Then I feel like that makes sense. And isn't there almost like mm-hmm. an advantage? Cause like TikTok will be like, Oh, they did it in our platform. We see the metadata. Let's encourage yeah. this person to use our interface and only our interface. Yeah, I yeah. and I will say I have done that. And yeah. um, the one way to kind of get around that, if you do decide later on that you want to put the video somewhere else, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wow, this did really well. Let's test. Cause I love testing. I'm like, this did so well on this platform. I'm really curious to see how it would do on another platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just use like a, a no watermark downloader. Yeah. yeah. That's the only workaround, but then still, I don't, I don't think it's really like yeah, erasing I, any of the metadata. 
Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah. But I mean, I guess in theory, you maybe could like repeat the the video, like take it, do it exactly the same again. And I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I think that's really fascinating. How much time do you spend, like if you were to do a ratio, like watching to actually like producing? Because it's like, I know you kind of like tied it together. You're like, it was like two hours looking and downloading and whatever relative. Yeah. Like, like, because I spent maybe like, this is what I found. I was like, you know what, I, this real thing looks fun or this TikTok thing looks fun. Like it, it seems like, cause I, I was like totally not uploading videos and I was like, this might be the best way to kind of like step my foot in because I know it doesn't take as long as regular videos, but whatever I still, you know, and then I found myself watching for like excessive amounts of time. It's like, yeah. like really it's like, I, I, it was so hard to like kind of stop and be like, let's, let's plan let's let's actually like plan a film or a reel or something and like I don't feel like I even watched enough to like have a good understanding of it because I don't inherently like I kind of like tend to avoid them but um I'm curious like how much time you're spending versus how much time you are producing yeah that's a little hard to say because I do still take micro breaks where I flip open TikTok reels whatever and I'll go through five or ten probably more like 25 or 10 right (laughs) and uh to do as like an actual break Mm -hmm. so i'm not even factoring my leisure time i'm talking about the time that i would intentionally spend on the apps to make sure that i'm informed about what's going on in terms of like social trends cues styles techniques what are people doing to grab your attention in that first two seconds that first hook because here's here's an interesting little uh little data point for you like i posted a video recently that's actually quite funny and the beginning of it like I use an audio effect but there's no sound at the beginning of that audio effect it takes like two seconds until there's a sound and so many people clicked through it because they thought there was no audio and it's like even if it's a really good video it's like if you don't have something immediately that's just gonna like grab people's attention yeah so many people will just like come up to the camera and grab it and the rest of the video is just them talking it's the most boring thing but because they went like that it grabs your attention and it's it's some it's a psychological trick and that's right. what I find by by watching this content. I pay attention to what grabs my attention because even though I'm super weird and not like anybody else that I know, I know that other people probably think these ways too, I hope. Right. There's some yeah, videos yeah. that start with the end. Those ones get me. I'm like, oh, dang. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. They yeah. end so, and then, and then, and then yeah. I mean, it's a very easy thing to do. Just put so I try to loop videos yeah, when it comes I to YouTube shorts. Yeah. Yes. Works. <laughs> I try, I intentionally try to loop every single YouTube shorts that I make. And because I almost like put YouTube shorts in a separate category from TikTok and Reels, because I still use my phone to actually record and edit some of those. Yeah, those loops, they get you. Yes. The <laughs> ones that actually. No because like when they're so seamless. That's how you yeah, I was about the, to say. That's how you get the 147% <laughs> retention. Yes. Exactly. exactly. I noticed that too. I was like, what the hell? 112? How does a, yeah. a video get 112% retention? It's because they don't they don't leave. They just let it repeat. Exactly. So I'm like, oh. And if you can noted. like say something, it's funny. I've seen people like actually, uh, it, I don't know if they intentionally say things incorrectly, but they do it to get people to oh, comment. Man. And then because they're commenting, it goes through the video again. Mm-hmm. So um, not something I would suggest doing long term or people are going to not watch you at all. <laughs> but a little bit of controversy goes a long way. Oh, yeah. So many so, okay. I've seen I, that. I, I, I just say, so the, my videos are doing, that, that are doing very well on TikTok. The ones that are are the ones where I 
show off how much things are how expensive they are in comparing them and like yeah. the commentary on all of it is ridiculous so like one of them's like like my most viewed one is like comparing the at like which one would you buy the atat a brick veteran jet or a black falcon army probably yeah. one of my worst recorded audio that i've ever done in my life because i was sick and but it's my highest performing thing just because of mm. what it's doing because it's so like dude you're spending a thousand dollars on all of that that's ridiculous and you just see all the comments that just continuously just go over and over and over again of people just bad just trashing me or trashing each other for choices that have no relevance to it whatsoever yeah, so, yeah. like they're not lego like you this is what happens when you get like out of the hobbyist like our, our little micro niche right because mm -hmm. it's such an extreme i remember like one some of the first times i ever saw i think i was like 23 and i saw like some of the makeup collections that some of the youtubers had at the time and there was a handful of them this is like this is like way this is a long time ago now like i'm gonna treat myself but um i think everyone here knows how old i am but you know like this was like maybe like 20 i don't know 2012 no 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 earlier this is like 29 2009 2000 <laughs> which is like crazy to think it's like that one. That's like when I started watching YouTube and I remember like being like very yeah. single, like I was like kind of like one of the only ones. And I remember for a really long time, my friends who work in tech were always like, yeah, like it's usually like young dudes that watch YouTube and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like there's just like, you know, like yeah. the beauty community was so big at the time. But I remember seeing these like mass collections of stuff and being like so like the shock and horror effect. And like, granted, now I have as much stuff as they do. And we have as much stuff in terms of Lego in the, in the same vein. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. just like rooms dedicated to it, furniture dedicated to it. And the, the like extreme reaction that you kind of feel when you see something like that. And I can only imagine what people think when they see the like price tags of some of these things. And like, or if like Danny or Shy, you guys like pan, you know, the shelves behind you or whatever, like how people react to it if they're not used to seeing it. It's like, it's kind of like a shock and horror thing in a way with like, mm -hmm. a, like with just stuff with just the sheer amount of quantity, which is, I think there's a yeah. lot of value there. And there's still a lot of, the majority of people have no idea that this hobby that we have and the degree that we do it exists. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I have to remind myself of too. Cause like the saying I go back to is like the internet is insatiable just because you've run out of ideas for your small niche. That's why I think watching other big content creators is so valuable because you realize like these people have no idea of this beautiful world that we live in <laughs> and we get to share that with them. And I think TikTok is a really good platform for that because like Shai said, all these people just like, I can't believe you spent that much money in the comments. You're like, oh my gosh, that's a new person that I just introduced to like this collection hobby. Well, uh -huh. whatever kind of hobby. It's a collection hobby for some people and yeah. it can be a lot of different types of hobbies. But um, yeah. I think there's, TikTok, so many, I, there's so many collection hobbies. Just And I think like if you're the personality type who can like buy a lot of crap, you can easily be convinced <laughs> into buying a lot of Lego, right? So like if you're buying totally. a lot of tumblers or like disney merch or cosmetics yeah or people, literally the starbucks tumblers there's people with walls of them it's insane and Barbara. like yeah oh, okay. <laughs> a lot of crap. sorry i had to say yeah. that but do you know what i mean they're like stationary collectors like there's so much out there like funko pops shoes like or just there's there's so much and it's like that same personality type you can literally pick them up and drop them off in the lego store and to come hang out with all of us so it's so true mm -hmm. yeah i mean i in my head, I'm always like 
saying that TikTok's going to end in a couple years. So <laughs> yeah, what the heck is happening, right? I thought it was. Right. I thought I didn't even know it would last this long. Well, I mean, it, it's it's you know all the controversy behind it, but we don't need to get into that. So, but it's good that like being able to diversify into multiple platforms and kind of seeing what TikTok did to their other two that we rather be on, at least for myself, I'd rather be on YouTube and mm -hmm. Instagram than TikTok. And I do mm -hmm. find myself on TikTok, like I get in there and I just get mad. <laughs> If I, if I look at myself, so I don't even look at it. Like I watch other people's content. Um, I don't really go there to digest anything that I want to remember. So I, I already say that I, I acknowledge that fact before going onto that platform. Whereas in like, you know, Instagram or YouTube, like the things that come up, even if it's short form content, I do want, expect some form of like content in it that I want to remember as opposed right. uh, to anything else. But it's good that like we're, we're tr like these other two platforms are taking what's being mass produce and implementing it to themselves so that leads to like youtube shorts yep so let's get into that a little bit uh youtube shorts is about to get monetized like like on february 1st i yeah. think if anyone any, anyone here who's a creator hasn't like checked that little box on your youtube creator you best do so now before it goes forward and i guess you have to start all over if it happens i don't know there's some weird stuff like that so just make sure everyone does oh. it yeah. So just make sure yeah, you, you click yes, I'm be monetized for uh for shorts as well. So it's looks like it's advantageous to do well on YouTube shorts based on the monetary value that they're giving um them. So with that being said, like you've done well on YouTube shorts, right? Yeah. Um it's been less than a year of actually posting YouTube shorts, probably more so in the last like eight, six to eight months, I think is when mm -hmm. I started. Oh, I can actually think um, over the summer, I specifically remember trying to make this video and it's the one now that has like the most views out of all my YouTube shorts, which is kind of funny because I remember coming up with it and um, I was like, let me get into a hyper fixation on some weird topic that no one would care about and make it so entertaining, not entertaining, but like use enough sound effects to keep people watching and then loop it. This was the first loop that I ever did. And because it seamlessly looped, because you just use the tail end of the video um, in the beginning so that when it loops, you don't even see this cut, right? Seamless. And that one has like, I don't know what it's at now, like 8 million or something. <laughs> and from that point, I was like, oh, snap, like I can do that again. I have a formula. And uh, did that a couple of times and then tried to figure out like, what else can I do on it? So I experimented a lot. And I kind of came back to a similar idea of like how I want to move forward with making YouTube shorts um, because YouTube really thrives on consistency, which is both good and bad because you can, you can exhaust a topic very quickly if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. And so you want to, you want to like find something that like find a format that you can use that has like endless content but you can put it in that format. And if YouTube recognizes the format or more so the audience, you can use the algorithm and the audience synonymously. So if the audience recognizes that format, then so long as the topic is relevant and it's not already so saturated, they haven't already heard it a thousand times, they can digest it easily. So that's kind of the science behind it, I think. Um, now in terms of like conversion over to long form, I know YouTube's been saying like, oh, we're going to make it better. It's, it's not been better. The subscribers are there. The viewers on the long form videos are not. So if you're trying to do shorts to gain viewers on long form videos, I don't think that's a good strategy. 
But if you're trying to do shorts to build up a channel audience awareness, trying to get your stuff out there in front of more people and really like providing some valuable content, which it's Lego. So I mean, value, take that for what you will. <laughs> but uh, I think it can go a long way. So I've been telling everybody who says, well, I want to start a YouTube channel about Lego. What should I do? I've been telling them make shorts because it's like it's low, low risk, potentially low reward. And not to say that it wasn't monetized before. There was bonuses. And the first mm -hmm. bonus that I got was more than I made in a month on YouTube. So like that was way better. I was making more on shorts than off of actual YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then um, starting February 1st, they're doing a profit sharing off of ad revenue. So we'll see what that actually turns out to be. Yeah, what that means. Are they going to retroactively go and be like, these are your views that you have? Probably not. No, why would they give more money to things? <laughs> like, I paid you for that already. Like, we're not going to show that again. I suppose if it's still in the feed and you're still getting views on it and ads are in between, then sure, you should be able to get uh -huh. ad revenue off of videos that are still currently be being viewed, uh -huh. I would imagine. So, um, but you've taken a lot from what you've learned on short. I mean, a lot of your videos now are very hyper, like beastie, mm -hmm. which have been noted. Yeah. Uh, how are those performing for you? Like before the whole short push? Um, I have only posted three videos this year, which is way less than I ever posted in the past. And they've done better than all of my previous videos ever have done. So, um, not to say they're bad of, or anything, they're entertaining to watch. <laughs> so, but it's, yeah, no, it's totally different though, because, um, you're talking about the potential reach. So, if I was getting two, 3,000 views on videos before, those two, 3,000 people were really enjoying them, but there was such a smaller pool of people that that would appeal to. Now, the satisfaction may have been there, but the amount of people was just smaller. And uh, we, I've had these conversations before where it's like, how big is the Lego audience on YouTube? What's the cap? So there's people out there, some pretty big channels now, but they're appealing to a much wider audience. I'm yeah. trying to keep my hands in frame. <laughs> so I figured um, I this, this was this was the determining factor. Do I sell out and go for the big audience and sacrifice the community? That was kind of the deciding factor. And I said, no, I don't want to sacrifice the community. I've built up a community for the last almost two years on YouTube where I have been able to consistently live stream twice a week for like the last six months. Like how many live streams have I done in the last six months? It's insane. And like the live stream audience is actually growing. And there's actually people that know me, care about me. They message me on Instagram. Like I've built up legitimate relationships with people that I've actually never met in person before, but for some reason care about me <laughs> online. And I don't want to lose that. And so the question of, do I start a second channel? How would I go about this? All this stuff came up and is like, ultimately, I don't want to sacrifice the community. When I go to a convention, I want to be tight with people. And I also want to like, I don't just want to only be tight with a few people and then have like all these like fans or something, but I want to have like multiple layers of like people that are engaging with the content that are like in, in my audience groups that are. Uh, enjoying the content and that goes from people who know me pretty well to people who like, oh, I saw one of your videos one time mm -hmm. that's cool <laughs> you know I don't want there to be such a, a gap and so that's like something that no one's ever really done before in the Lego space is trying to attack this 
daunting task of making stuff that's going to appeal to a larger audience and also have the community. Now, I'll give you an example. So who's on trending every week? TD Bricks. <laughs> who's occasionally on trending? <laughs> Sacred, Sacred Bricks, right? Uh, are the, Do you know them personally? Have they been to a convention? Do they live stream? I think they're like 16. I think TD is like 20. So to be totally yeah. fair. Yeah. I mean, no, we've talked a lot about this as well. And it it's, it's kind of like a hard, I have a hard, I have a hard time like supporting the community aspect part of it because mm. for a few reasons, like I think it is important to have that community and whatever, like, you know, support it gives you, it's fantastic. I t- completely mm-hmm. understand that. And like, you know, Cali Bricklick, we have a really great community as well. It's very small and it's very intimate. And like, when I go to conventions, like people recognize me way more for Cali Bricklick than they do. Like when I, especially when I was, even when I was uploading regularly, like now it's irrelevant, but you know, like, um, and I, that was something really special and really nice, but if you want to like do well and if you want to like have a prolific career on this space, like I think that there is nothing wrong in like doing what TD and whatever, you know, and sacred and, you know, B3 and like what all those guys are doing. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's fascinating to see this like younger, super young generation that grew up on YouTube really having a comprehension and like pushing the boundaries. Cause I think for a long time we thought that like the Lego community was maxed out with MNR. Right. 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 And I would say that he is that he's like a slow growing YouTuber who will always have lines at Lego conventions, who his personality in his videos, that's really all he, right. It's like not a high edited like video format. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, because of the content he does and the following he does, he has videos that do very well and he's and they're consistent, right? He doesn't have like something tanks and it's like, because it wasn't a star Wars video or something like that. So I think he's done that to a degree, right? The granted, he doesn't have a million subscribers, but you know, I think his, his, and then there's like Jang, right. Who's like been around forever and like done this specific style and stuff, but like whose views don't, um, you know, there aren't, they aren't relative to his subscriber count. And he's had to do all these gymnastics in terms of other channels to like, you know, Mm -hmm. say having, you know, watchers, but I don't know, like Danny, it's like those, like what maybe let's like think about your channel. Like, let's say you didn't do the shorts. Like, where do you think like your sub count would be? Right. Maybe like 10,000 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. It'd be completely different, which is, which which is fine. But like, and even the last three videos that you did, like I was looking at them the other day, they're doing so well for a 10,000, let's say a 10,000 sub right. channel, like how you should right. be looking at it. Right. Because it's exactly. like truly what you are. Right. And like, yeah, kind of viewership. And it's like your personality is still in the video, right. You're still like walking around. It's still your face. It's still your mm-hmm. name, it's still like your brand. Like I think and I think TD is like honestly trying to do more of that. Like his last video where he's like the going on camera more. Exactly. It's like being on camera yeah. more. Like, I think like I would, I would just like give those guys a little bit of a break because they are like really young. So I think they were in like a transitional, I would guess that they yeah, were. They couldn't show themselves for a long time. Yeah. Like I think yeah. like, well, kind of, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's that format too. Also like, I mean, I don't know what my personality was when I was 16. It wasn't that interesting. I certainly didn't feel confident enough to share it online. You know what I mean? It well, I didn't like- mean them also. I didn't mean them as like specific people, but more so mm-hmm. the style of content because they're very topic based. 
And I was yeah. like, the topic-based stuff is what appeals to a large audience. So not to say that like, oh my God, like they're not live streaming and yeah. like sacred being like, yeah, he's literally 16. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, these guys are doing great. But then it's like, yeah, are they going to be on camera? Exactly what you're saying. Like, is yeah. there more of a personality aspect to these topic-related videos? Yeah. And I think it can be because I think it's less about topic. I wouldn't even call it a topic. I think it's format. It's a formatted video. It's like, mm-hmm. it's quick. There's less than, you know, three to four seconds before there's like a visual and auditory change. There's, um, right. you know, it has like the consistent thumbnail style of like simplicity and whatever, you know, it's like, there is a very, um, there's a very rude, like it's very regimented in terms of like the way that it's set up, like really mm-hmm. like, bricks right he's done videos that are on like different builds across the world versus like the so annoying like cursed lego videos which are just just nothing you know what i mean like they are, <laughs> they are just absolute crap and like these were edited super well so like who cares you know what i mean yeah, and like yeah. i've got this one behind me who like knows every nook and cranny in history about lego he's like no they missed they got that wrong and i'm like it doesn't matter okay. it, does not matter like no one watching cares. the more things you get incorrectly the more times you get people like sans in the comments correcting you which is engagement, engagement yeah. <laughs> exactly people like me i'm one of those mega level dorks so it's just like people stewing in their chairs it's me and like pricks are like you kids <laughs> pricks are <laughs> you know he's like closer in age to like td than bricks are but shut up <laughs> no but i think i agree with you i think that there's 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 space for that but also there's there's space Mm. for an infinite number of people to do that content where it's totally and and like um like a better edited videos i think the lego community has been very very piss poor and highly edited videos like outside of the stop motion and outside of like you know like the science videos like i think like we've We've kind of been behind in terms of like, I think putting putting in a little bit more effort into into the content. Yeah, which is- I know it takes a lot of effort to uh, able to tell a story integrated with Lego, and like also I don't know of too many people that are not doing everything by themselves. You know, where you're filming yeah. it, and whether you have somebody helping you with editing or not, still, I spend most of my time actually coming up with like how I'm going to, I could say scripting, but it's really like, how am I going to present this topic story? What am I doing? And really, how is it going to come across? Especially if it's a slightly new format, which is like, I've been working on all week and I'm like, is this making sense? <laughs> so, um, I like that you're thinking in memes now. That's really good. <laughs> I feel like you're really seeing yourself in this like very particular demographic, but no, it's good. It's, um, yeah. it's, I know I watch, like, we watched, like, you know, some of those, like, Sacred Bricks' stuff today, and I was watching, and I was like, I don't, there's, like, some of these references. It's, like, when you know you don't get the reference, you're, like, I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. There's, like, a, there's a media source. I know there's a media source that I don't pay attention to, and that's, it's, I think it's TikTok. I think it's, like, because we don't, we're not on TikTok regularly, and I think we're, you're mm-hmm. missing out on this, like, big gap yep. of, like, jokes mm-hmm. and humor and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, and it's. And like maybe, you know, we don't play like he doesn't play video games regularly anymore. So I think there's also like a gap there. You know, I think there's like anyway, it's just it's just fascinating. But, you know, you probably you I but I feel like you're so much more exposed to to these people because of like your family and your and your brother. Yes. And I think it's like definitely because of my brother. (laughs) 
you have like an ear to that stuff, which is like, it's cool. Like, you know, I, I just like, yeah, awesome that you have that too, as like a resource. Uh, you know how you're like, uh, most people are doing this alone. I'm editing, I'm doing this, but you've got, you've got yeah. like a research team like behind yeah. you. Kind of. I mean, I don't intentionally do that, but you catch me on a Thursday night playing Mario Kart with a bunch of teenage boys up in the loft. (laughs) You're going to hear the things they say like inherently and they're going to like, you know, probably like, like, what does that mean or something? And they'll tell you. Yeah, that was the first time I heard W Riz, and I was like, yeah, I was just thinking about that. W Riz. I have no idea what that means. W Riz was that president? Was that Ritz Crackers? What the heck is W Riz? <laughs> <laughs> then I heard it in context, and I kind of understood. And I was like, I got it. Okay, Josh, you're white. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, so what you mentioned in, in your most recent, I guess it may, no, the one, I don't remember which one it was, but the one where you, you ended the video and you were like, Hey, this is what's coming in 2023. Hmm. I'm full time. This is my goal. Like YouTube is the goal. So yeah. what, what made you decide that? And like, why? Hmm. And like, you know, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, what's, what are, what are the, what are you thinking? You quit your job no. or YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it totally makes sense. You've been putting so yeah. much in, you know, you're like, and you're really excited. And I could feel your excitement in the video, which was really fun to watch. And you're like, this is going to be a great year. And I, I got it really excited yeah. for you. I was like putting Aww. my camera together and I was like, yeah, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> so it was fun. It was really fun to watch that and like to feel that as well. Like, Oh, that's you know. awesome to hear. I'm and glad you got excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you were, I hope it like helped you put together your Ikea furniture faster or it did, something. It did. I was like, you know, it's like when you listen to like, um, like dubstep or something or like, or <laughs> drop the baby. Yeah. Ways we're going full time. <laughs> yes. And, or no, it was just like it. But anyway, um, yeah. Tell us more about it. Yeah. So I had previously been working full time and there was a lot of like options to like work remote. And so I was still working from home quite a bit, working full time. And um, because I started the channel, we're almost at two years, actually. March, middle of March is when I uploaded my first video. I think I already unlisted it. So don't you dare try to go back and find it. And that's a fun topic, though, is unlisting videos. But anyway, keep going. I unlisted a lot recently because I was like, "Mm, it's, it's time you know, play the Lion King music. It is time. (laughs) And uh, I was always so excited to come home from work or already be working from home and to close the work laptop and open the party laptop where I start making Lego videos. And I spent easily 20 hours a week making the YouTube videos that I was making a year and a half ago. And it was definitely something that I did with the prospect of how can I figure out how to do more of this? Um, What do I need to do to get more involved in this? Uh, What are the opportunities? So I always had that mindset from the beginning. Like I always said, it would be so great if I could go full time, knowing full well that given the opportunity, I would do it. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if most people share that part of their backstory because it's not like one day it just like dawned on me, hey, I want to do full time. Like most people, when they do something, they, they tell the story in this narrative as if like, oh, and then I just did it without saying like how much experience led them to that position. I think that's kind of a crock of, 
of Pui because like I think a lot of people really have a hard time admitting that they want to do YouTube full time. I don't know why. I think it's maybe a generational thing. You know, I think if it's like yeah, you know, try hard like, mentality. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's like you which is totally you're actually like quite possibly doing yourself an injustice because the way that you talk about what you want to do, the way that you, you know, approach what you want to do is exactly how it's going to come out and it's going to manifest itself. And like, you know, whatever, whatever belief that you have, you know, that, that the way that you think is completely relative to that. So it's really cool that you have said that, um, and been like, you know, this was, this is always the goal. And like, now is the time now is the opportunity to do it essentially. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now is the time. That's what I felt. I've always been a very not anxious in the sense of like, oh, I'm anxious, but anxious in the sense that I want to do something. I want to like work on something to the fullest and grow my own brand, whatever that may be. I've always felt like that. And um, so I definitely had the intention of wanting to take this full time. And the opportunity sort of came about when my full time position was take like the company's growing a lot. So it's like I say growing as in like present, it's still growing a lot. There's a lot of changes happening. And it kind of came to a point where it was like, hey, this would actually be, you know, when you're locked into a full time position, and you feel like if you were to just quit, you'd really muck up the whole team. Well, it was like, it was like this um, weight was being lifted, things were transitioning and changing. And I was kind of coming to a crossroads of where I felt about it personally. And so like, that's, there's some, there's some depth that we could dive into on a personal level about that. But basically it was like this huge uh, moment of time where I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to transition from this full-time job and do this. And you, and, when I, and I say there was a, a big lift there because you got to think of family pressure, social pressures, what people are going to think, like how you're perceived and such. Like that's a big deal for me because I have a big family and I got to make sure my family's okay with Auntie Danny being a full-time YouTuber and not working like a nine to five job. You know what I mean? There's some stigma. Mm. So that was like the hard part of it. But then actually being able to say like, Hey, I'm going full-time. I did wait a little bit because there's like some things you need to figure out. Like, okay. um, Now that I have more time to do this, I was already spending most of my mental time doing this, but now how do I manifest that into being more productive? What are people going to expect when I have more time to make videos, are they going to expect higher quality? Are they going to expect more videos? What's going to change in terms of my audience? So I did wait a little bit and I definitely had to figure out like monetization wise, how much time to spend on what versus the return. Cause I am in no way, shape or form making enough money to be doing this full time. Let's say that. Okay. So you, you, if you're going to do this, you need to have savings. You need to have a significant other who's supporting you. Um, I have said many times that I am living in the same domain as my parents. So my costs are low. You get what I'm saying? Like, you can't just do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't just do this when you've got a mortgage or kids or just rent and stuff. Like, you you got to really have your financial stuff figured out. So even with that, I have a couple of things that I do on the side <laughs> that are also kind of fun that, that are very much within the realm of YouTube. So actually, kind of a little inside secret here, when I say I'm doing full-time YouTube, I'm actually working on a few YouTube channels that you'll never know about because I'm doing the voice for these other channels. Yeah. It's nothing sketchy, so don't think that. I'm not doing <laughs> YouTube 
I'm providing the voice. I'm vo- like you could say voice artist okay. and the vocal yeah. artist. So, <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't take up that much time. But doing voice acting is something that I just discovered recently. And I was like, it takes a lot of effort. But once you get a few clients rolling, you get some consistent work. And it's just a nice little buffer. You're not making a whole lot, again, but still another income source for maybe anybody out there who can't, anybody who can, who can stand the sound of their own voice enough to record it more than they have to already to make YouTube videos to, be able to, hmm. to do that. So voice acting could be a small supplemental income. And that obviously I'm so fascinating. product on whatnot and stuff. That, yeah, so, yeah. That's really interesting. I, that's such a like. Like, it makes sense. Like, it seems, like, tangential to, like, you know, but it's it's also, like, how can you get into that? Like, did someone approach you? I'm so right. curious. Or were Voice you, like, acting? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, guys. My my audience in my live streams said multiple times, because I'll put on these little shows where I'm, I'll, like, pull some different voice out of my butt and then, like, I don't know, talk in that voice for a while and say things in a very presenty commentary way. And then they're like, Oh my God, you should do voice acting. And I laughed at it for like six months. And then I looked up like how to do voice acting. And then I got on <laughs> Upwork <laughs> and I looked on Upwork and I was like, all right, is this going to be like sketchy? Or are they going to want you to like read like X-rated material or something? And I was like, there's a ton of YouTube channels out there that need voice actors. That's fascinating. And yeah. It could be disproportionate between male and female, but I always try to say that's in my advantage because if they need a female, I have like the weirdest female voice out there. So it's definitely going to stick out. (laughs) It's not great for commercials. It's not great for corporate, but for YouTube channels, I could do that. So that is fun. That is so fun. Or something else. You yeah. are already a performer, so I'm already a dancer, performer. Disney, put me on. I'm gonna be the next Omega. Omega. I think that would be so cool to do a voice for an animated character. It's actually a dream of mine, so I'm trying to manifest it. But you know, I'm like, I'm cool with whatever happens. Well, you're adding it to your resume at this point, so it's it's <laughs> voice in this, actor. It's in a realm of like being able to obtain. I think. I think it would be so cool. So is that is that a part of the goal then now for 2023 yeah. to add to it is to I mean, voice I'm animated series not nothing and that's going to happen this year but hey you, never know. you keep applying for Long things backstage backstage is a platform to apply for gigs sometimes they're in person and I'm like hey I'm open to it I, I got time I'm on my own schedule so yeah so what's it like being a full time YouTuber it's perfect for me because <laughs> right now is about my lunchtime and I go to bed at 6 a.m. I wake up today. I really slept in because it was raining and oh, the rain is my kryptonite. I cannot wake up when it's raining. So I woke up at four. <laughs> Have you always, I, been, is that like your preferred operating or is that because yes. you're doing this now? Definitely later hours. I've never been on this schedule before. I did work a second shift a couple of years back and I would go to work at 3 p.m. and then get off at 1 a.m. And I was like, this is easy. And I get a premium for working second shift. It was in between when I came back home from New York and all the COVID stuff. So I was just like, basically, I was like, oh, I'll just help out at the factory because it's something to do. It's fun. And so I ended up doing that for like eight months. And it was like super easy to be on that schedule. In fact, I loved it. So 
now that it's not summertime and we don't see the sun very often, I haven't seen the sun. I haven't seen the sun for for months. And then I feel like I'm not really missing out on anything. So um, this week I told myself, like, you need to at least make sure you get outside and go for a walk because you're you haven't breathed fresh air since the new year. So I've been going for a walk and then that's like the last hour of daylight. So it's dark. Nothing's going to distract me. There's no wake surfing to do. There's no games to play outside. There's nothing happening outside. So I can just focus. And then. After midnight, most of the continental U.S. is going night-night, so I am free to just not be pressured by the ticking wheel of society. Society! And I could just do my thing. And then by the time that society wakes up and I could see the neighbors driving to work, I'm going to sleep, and I couldn't care because I'm too tired to care that society is going on. (laughs) That was pretty crazy. Wow. (laughs) Podcast, and I don't want to butt in too much. I have lived that life for a while, and it gets lonely. I will say that. I walked outside the other day in the morning after school. It was like eight in the morning. I was up all night, and I saw people yeah. ready and going to school. I was like, wow, life is going on outside of my bedroom. This is true, true. Magical. Is that a school bus? <laughs> it kind of does reset you in a way, though, because I feel like by the time that the sun shines again, here in Indiana, maybe in a few months, I'll be like so appreciative of it. I'll be like so ready to like wake up a little bit earlier. Like I don't like waking up before 10 as is. And I've obviously had to my whole life. But if I really had a choice, I never would have woke up before the hour of 10. Like I'm useless before 10 a.m. And I think that eventually my cycle will turn all the way around. <laughs> I'm not sure which way it'll turn, it never but does. eventually – Never does. You tell yourself well, that for the summer. For the summer. This is like my sixth year of doing this. The cycle never turns around. You just keep going to bed at like four or five in the morning and wake up at noon. You feel like crap the whole time. And like you wake up at nine o'clock one day for an appointment. You're like, I am the best person alive. And then you wake up the next day at four in the afternoon. So it's- well, you must be doing something differently because I feel pretty good when I wake up. Okay. I think that it might be consistency. I'm happy for your happiness. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> and uh, because I live with my family, like, I, I mean, I could start to feel lonely, but then, you know, my family is like just a few flights down. Yeah. So as long as I, you know, go talk to them before 11 or 12, they're still awake. <laughs> so I get my morning walk in at 5 p.m. I go talk to my parents for their dinner time, my breakfast time. And then sometimes I'll play some games with Dougie. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, I'm set. I'm charged. I've had like my my close relationship interactions, some time to like take care of my health. And I'm ready to like grind on the nine scripts that I'm currently working on for my next month and a half of videos. <laughs> I don't know. I You know, there was solar flares the other day. I don't know if any of you have crazy parents who watch Suspicious Observers on YouTube for six hours a week. But she, my mom is very in tune with what's going on. Um, with the sun, and there Isn't were sun like flares. Very close. eleven years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Every what? Isn't it? Doesn't that happen like every eleven years? The flares? there's big ones, yes. Yeah. But then 
the kind of in, irregularly there's flares throughout the year and it totally changes the geomagnetic field and the earth. And me and my dad were like, yeah, yeah, I was feeling something on Tuesday for sure. Like he was waking up at 4 a.m. and I was coming downstairs at 4 a.m. to get a snack. And as soon as he's opening the door and sneaking out and I'm coming down, I'm sneaking down the stairs. I look over and he looks up. We're like, oh, oh <laughs> It was the weirdest thing ever. We've never done that before. And I was like, Dad, what are you doing up? He's like, well, what are you doing up? I was like, well, I haven't gone to bed yet. Well, why aren't you in bed? Well, I'm just waking up. <laughs> it's just. I was going to ask, like, do your parents, I'm, I'm really curious, like, my, like, do your parents know that this is, like, your schedule now? Like, mine. Was, oh, yeah. I, I used to have the schedule when I was, like, in school, like, as much as I possibly could. Like, I'd stay up really late, but, you know, you'd still have to, like, get up really early. Like, I'm very much a natural night owl. I can easily do the schedule that you just said. And then, yeah. like, obviously when I was, like, really, like, work, like, now I'm consulting so I can still have, like, that weird schedule. It's still, like, my own hours and stuff. But, oh, yeah. man, I I can I can go back to it. But, like, my dad was always, like, he's like, you're wasting your life away. He was like, the world is, sorry, he would say like, the world is happening around you and you have no consciousness of it. And it's totally true because you kind of exist in this like separate little bubble. Totally. And then, and I remember reading somewhere, you know how like when you go out into the morning sun, it like feels really good. Apparently like morning sun, vitamin D is like really good for your eyes. I don't know where I read that, but whatever it is. Oh, I could like, see that for sure. Yeah. I could totally see that, right? I was like, oh, that makes sense. I always feel so good when I'm outside. And so yeah. part of me is like, you should stay up even later, Danny, so you get that <laughs> sun. It, yeah, I'm not yeah. far off. I'm only, yeah. I need to shift like another hour. There you go. That's um, easier than doing the other the other way around where you're like sure. actually waking up, so. Yeah, because I had to get back on a regular schedule when we went to Disney World in November. Mm -hmm. And that was straight flip-flop. We were waking up at seven. I was like, I go to bed oh, yeah. at seven. We're waking up at seven. We're walking all day. I was so exhausted. I <laughs> fell asleep at nine o'clock on the first night. And I had to, cause I was like in charge of everybody. It's the first time I was the oldest one on the trip ever. Okay. Not, I guess I took the T-Falls to some Lego conventions, but like, I'm still not used to this position of authority and power and responsibility of having to actually plan what we're going to do and make sure everyone eats. <laughs> <laughs> so uh and then we went on a, a snowboarding trip too and that wasn't too bad because the boys were sleeping in quite a bit so still I was like you know having to revert these clock hours and sands I will say that's when I started to feel kind of like crap too so I'm not always feeling dandy just to make make sands feel better a little bit so <laughs> he hears you um yeah, I, I could see myself staying up for the sunlight. The only problem is there's just no sunshine right now. So I, I did stay up until it was light a few times. Mm -hmm. but it's just gray. It's gray. I didn't realize yes. Indiana gets so dark. Uh, so bad. Like, I remember this time last year, like February, March, April, I wanted to freaking die. <laughs> I was physically being affected. Like, I will say, I, I, I wouldn't be proud to admit this before, but I, I can own it now. I will say I am impacted by the weather. Mm -hmm. And this time last year, going all the way, we had a long winter all the way through April. Like, it was physically making me ill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My hair was falling out. Now it's beautiful oh, and long. So I take biotin, health <laughs> supplements. <laughs> So goals for the year of YouTube, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? I want to make banger videos that are going to get a lot of views. And I want YouTube to stop disabling my G-dang comments 
on my shorts so that I can make that money <laughs> off at the shorts. Like, give me a break, YouTube. Why, why do you comments? That's really interesting. I've had two open cases back and forth, almost a third, but I deleted the video, so they're not going to review it. Has 75 views in an hour. Yeah, that's totally typical. The census that I've come to is they think my voice sounds too young because whether I was in the video or not, it was the same reason. Hmm. And it was, you're putting minors at risk. Do not put comments on your videos if minors are in your videos. And just to be clear, there were no minors in the videos. <laughs> it was me. It was my voice and it was my face. And that's, I've had, you know, teenage boys in videos before on live streams. Those were never an issue. Never. It was only after October, November, when shorts were going viral that YouTube disabled comments on my videos for the first time. And it's it's like right when I post it, it'll be like 30 seconds and they'll be disabled. And if you try to re-enable them, they disable them again within five minutes. And it happened on a couple of long form videos, like this video that I have of alt builds, which I wasn't in at all. So I kind of understood that one. So many people have been like, why does this not have more views? I'm like, well, it should have, but it got nerfed. And uh, a couple of the shorts. And I've seen what happens if I just enable, I keep enabling it until finally YouTube doesn't care anymore. And I like, I see what happens to the performance. Oddly enough, very few people have had this issue. And I'm like, what the heck? Like if I were a dude, I don't think I would be having this issue because my voice would be deeper and the algorithm would register it as an adult. But Sans doesn't agree. So I want to know what Sans thinks because I don't know what to do about this. He's getting, he's getting his own share of like YouTube issues though right now. And you yeah. can't win. Right, just right now? Come here, yeah. Sans. Can you like talk closer? Has it happened before? Elaborate. So he has he, so he doesn't have like a really deep voice. So I think I don't know if he was talking about that or his own YouTube issues. I'm sorry. Do you want to come over? I, I had it happen. You have one. to come over so the audio is too sound. This is I need to know about this because I think other people are experiencing this, but it's not impacting them enough yet because they're not trying to make content every day. I did have it happen to me one time briefly. I just contested it and it went through a few mm. years ago. But I like start. There's not much you can really do. I mean, you can yeah. keep. It, but until you're a bigger channel where you can actually communicate with them directly, maybe I don't know. That's my thought. Or try harassing them on Twitter. That's that's about all you can do is. Oh. Them on Twitter. I, I could take it. that battle. <laughs> I always say choose your battles because it takes emotional energy. And I was like, you know, I feel sassy enough about this on my third attempt now trying to contact YouTube that I could. Throw a little, throw, throw a little flack their way on on the Twitter space, but yeah, the that's, way, that's what I realize. The way that the money, I'm just curious, like the way that it works as far as like the comments, it just immediately demonetizes it, or what does it do exactly? It just like so it disables it, comments, uh -huh. so the comment button is grayed out, uh -huh. and that's like fine. That's that's not too big of a big deal, right? But it will get no views. Yeah, I, so I, have, a, I have a, a bunch of videos that do that. Because of my kids. Hmm. Like, that's, that's See, I've never it. had the video that kids, had so. any of the kids in it. And yeah. they, they never got censored, essentially. They never did. And so it was like, wow, this I, feels like a direct attack because some, some videos finally started to perform better. And it's like, oh, this is an issue now. And then my favorite response when I ask the community, 
Well, is your channel made for kids? Oh my God. <laughs> the amount of times I've heard that. And that's just like the cherry on top. So no, my channel's not made for kids actually. I like I, kids' voice. You know, 90,000 views and I made $18 on it because they marked it uh, false or invalid traffic. So <laughs> the love. What the heck? Can you come elaborate a little bit? No. Please. No. You can't just like, say at that least, and like. <laughs> at least if a video gets views, though, you you'll have like a good chance of getting sponsorships, though. And I would see that as being a way bigger income source than YouTube ad revenue. The issue is not. It's not the. He, oh, that is an issue as well. But. The, he's worried about that, but I think when you get an invalid traffic uh, warning, it's. Um, a direct attack on your AdSense, not on your YouTube channel. And it's mm -hmm. coming from AdSense because essentially what happened is like, you know, f people were like botting views and then no, no, advertisers. No, they, they didn't give us a reason. We're just assuming. No, they're not giving reason. Let me just hold on. Let me just, let me talk. Can we, can we get context? Cause it could be a little confusing. What's what's happening. So, yeah. Let me, that's what I'm going to get. I'm okay. trying to give you context. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, basically a few years ago, uh, a lot of advertisers were like, okay, we're paying YouTube for, um, you to show our ads on, 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 on videos and YouTube makes money off of it. That's like their main source of income. Right. And then mm -hmm. basically people were botting their, their views. And so they were like increasing uh, views artificially. And then advertisers were like, this is messed up. I'm not going to pay for it. We're not going to sell our ads to YouTube this. And so YouTube cracked down really hard on it. Right. This was oh. like. And so YouTube is like, okay, we need to like figure out a system within ourselves to like try to like prevent invalid views. So it's um, the list that they give you and their support is either like, you know, bots like this, like buying bots or, or buying views, encouraging your friends and your subscribers to click on on the ads that are on your video um, and, yeah. and then or watching it yourself and uh, clicking on your own no, ads. Uh, yeah. uh, not reels. Um, oh, my God ads no the uh, the third option shorts no the album oh, not albums geez i'm running a blank sorry playlist playlist yeah and so basically if you if you like those are the ways that they figure it out and then in when you sign you're like yeah like you're i'm okay with like youtube's terms of service what you're agreeing to as a publisher as a creator another word for creator is a publisher what you're agreeing mm -hmm. to is that you take ownership of the validity and the quality of the views on your own videos and your own ads. Even though as a YouTube creator, you have no control over what ads go on your video. You have no control of where they go on your video, really. But it is your responsibility to make sure that, one, you don't bot your own ads. You don't get botted as, like, a joke or whatever. And so you can go in and, like, break down. Anyway, basically what happened is he got caught in some kind of, like... My video um, did so abnormally well that YouTube thinks I bought it. And so if we go through and maybe like maybe somebody did that to him, like who knows? But like if you go through and usually when someone's like botted a video, you can see like one specific city that has like an exceptional number of views. Like and it's usually a city that's like not really associated with it. And we like broke down all this data and stuff and he doesn't have anything like that. So we're trying to fight it. But the issue, just long story short, the issue is that they're like, if you keep doing this you will have your Google AdSense eliminated. And your Google AdSense is tied to your social security number. You only get one Google AdSense account in your whole life, essentially. And that's it. Yeah. So that, if you want to have a YouTube career, like on your own channel, on your own AdSense, mm -hmm. you actually cut it short right then and there. 
And so that's what he's worried about is the fact that like, um, and they could also, you know, de-escalate or like they won't recommend his videos ever again. They won't because it's like they're not videos that they can put ads on. So it's kind of a bigger issue. Wow. I had yeah. no knowledge of that. Great. Another thing to keep me up at night. <laughs> so when that's really say, crazy. That's I had no idea. I was at like almost 60 bucks on the video before they cut monetization off. And then for like the, a week of its life, they were recalibrating. And last night they dropped it down. So now it's only $18. They actually took money back. So like his RPM is like 0.2. It's like 21 cents or something. No, like it's that. like two cents. Two cents or something. It's, it's really bad. Sorry. And it's really unfortunate because we went from like celebra- celebrating for like a day. Yeah. Excited. It was such a good video. It does yeah. so well. And then total disaster. It could be the end of his channel. And so, you know, it's when people say that like, YouTube can be taken away from you any minute. Yeah. You don't have mm-hmm. to have that. You know what I mean? Like it can be, it can truly be any minute. And I think it, and if you look up, like, does this happen? It, it certainly feels like it's not, um, it certainly feels like it's actually um, kind of hidden, like how to deal with it. You know what I mean? Basically like YouTube has decided they're at, they, they can't control it. So therefore it's not their problem. Therefore it's the problem of the, um, of the publisher and they have publishers at a mile a minute. They, they have an endless resource of creators and publishers, but they don't have an yeah. endless resource of advertisers. So they have to prioritize the advertisers over the creators. Yeah. It's the sad reality when it comes down to the numbers and profitability. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's like a hard, a very hard reality, I think. But. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what I'm like become very aware of. Um, anytime I hear people make complaints about, like these are the largest tech companies in the world and yet they don't have people that can like answer your questions. I've heard the counter argument where it's like they have this many people hired and they have this many inquiries coming in every single day. And if they were to actually address every single one, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, both of those arguments are like forgetting the whole like prioritization. Like if a case is to be escalated, that should be prioritized. So even if you have a million inquiries coming into your YouTube support team, if one is escalated, like wouldn't that at some point get addressed? Like, because it's prioritized, but like, that's the thing that I think is missing. Um, because I'm pretty sure every response I've ever gotten back from YouTube about comments has been an AI generated response. They're all exactly the same. They take a mix of the words that you use and kind of respond in the first sentence. There's not clear punctuation. Um, it's, it's a random weird name that you've never heard of before. So I'm like, I, I got sassy on this last one to see what would happen. Cause I was like, oh, it's an AI experiment. Like maybe if I say something totally left hand, they will respond something different. No, same response. <laughs> so I'm like, it's not even AI. It's just straight auto generated. Yeah. They just, they have like, I think, I think it might be a person, but it's like, I think it's like copy pasted from. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it doesn't even have to be a person. Yeah, it's, there's no indication there that it's a person saying yeah. anything. Yeah, I remember like when we were, um, we had approached, we like went through the creator studio chat and we were asking the questions and they're like, don't worry, your YouTube career isn't over. And yeah, I thought, like, there are, there are hurdles. What does that mean? I don't know. There are hurdles in life or something like that. It was like very esoteric and like it was just it like was, AI yeah. straight yeah. up. It was very weird and it was like, we've ready you know it doesn't it there's like nothing how it, it's it's really unfortunate it's really really unfortunate that there's then you're kind of just like out of luck yeah not to say that either of our youtube careers will be ended because of this but there, <laughs> it's, it's very finicky i know that uh 
there's kind of like spikes where, oh, comments are getting disabled on a ton of stuff. And then it was like fine for six weeks. Nothing had any issues. Posted the content that I tried to post before again, and it went through without getting comments disabled and stuff. So at the end of the day, it's like, maybe it's good that it's not consistent because then at least you can get your content through. Now, I don't know what the case is for Sans and his channel and what's going to happen with that. Because um, yeah, again, this is the first time I've ever heard of anything like that. Yeah, it's not very common. And it's, we were, because it's like, he's had two videos that have kind of like skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, one wasn't monetized and this one he has, he's been monetized. So we were wondering if maybe like they were just worried. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. He's going to upload and keep huh. uploading and, and we'll see. And like, you'll be able to, after 10, 20 videos, you'll be able to tell. Yeah. Like five actually, but whatever. You know what I mean? Okay. After anyway. some time. After um, some time. Sorry, Sands. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry really to hear happy that. for you for that one. Oh, damn. Oh, what a downer. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. Anyway, good luck, Danny. I'm so happy that you are doing <laughs> YouTube full time. Um, but and yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Anyway, that yeah, we weren't we weren't trying to be like poo pooing on your on your. It's thing. a good thing to know, though, because you'll hear nine out of 10 times about how all the positive things and it's better to go in and being more informed for every content creator out there to know like what can actually happen just to like have a little bit more awareness. Cause the worst, the worst thing though, is just being taken off guard. It's like, I didn't even know this was something that I should watch out for. Yeah. yeah so it's like making I've never content. I've heard of that before ever happened ever. So that's he's, heard, he's heard of it. And like, he's like some, when I told Ryan, he had like a sigh of, Oh no, uh, uh, someone I knew just died. <sighs> Wow. Kind of how it feels. Yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I've, it's kind of, that's crazy. Yeah. I feel like people who have gone through this type of stuff die and have to come back to life in a sense. That may sound extreme, but like emotionally, it's, oh, no. we, it's tough. Are you calling me the Jesus of the Lego space? Oh my oh. God. He's wrecked Oh, do I get a holiday now? Easter 2.0? Wow. December. <laughs> you already yeah, have a whole month. It does It does feel like that. I mean, it feels like that even if, you know, like, if a content creator were to just quit, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, when we've had different content creators, like, leave the space and stuff, it mm-hmm. is really bad. Yeah. Yeah, because we're all, we're all connected somehow. And, like, we all know the, and understand the grind. So, like, when someone just disappears, when someone stops uploading or something tragic like that, like, not, like, actual reality tragic, but, like, just YouTube just completely taking it away from you, that's – or a risk of – it's a scary thought because we all can feel for that, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, all all the positive vibes for that, I'm sure – Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be fixed. Um, Yeah, no, I've I've done the whole request – requesting my comments back for some videos because obviously my kids and i understand why so i don't fight it i do see the uh the tank and like promotion on those videos it makes totally. sense but, i mean yeah. in, in the end of the day i just all right on to the next it's really it, it's no that's what you have to do yeah there's no point of like just really like being focused on that one video because you're yep. now just wasting energy on something that can't be yep. fixed immediately and even if you were to get some traction of comments back the performance on it is done 
because it didn't really yeah it's like done. you can still remove the video and repost it um i did that for one of mine it, the comments still got disabled later on yeah. but for shorts i've definitely tried reposting it later and they just went through for some reason so like sometimes you can find a loophole if you're really adamant on getting it out but i've i try to watch a lot of um just kind of like tips and tricks videos for content creators and vidIQ is it vidIQ, VidIQ? or think think media think media, think media um, those guys yeah and um people who interview Mr Beast and stuff and so i think in one of those interviews it might have even been Colin and Samir they talked to was it the ceo of youtube and he like stated you shouldn't only be relying on youtube as your main platform to post content and make an income from and so that kind of, again, brought validity to why I need to also have TikTok, Instagram. I've even considered Facebook, but I'm just not ready to, I'm not ready to face the mob yet. <laughs> um, but to have multiple platforms, because there is always that chance that YouTube is going to take away something from you that you felt like you should be able to have on the platform freely. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the very least, if you can have another platform to be able to do literally anything on it, it it's like... It's, it's helpful. It's helpful. Because a lot of times when my YouTube shorts videos, when that happened, I just post it on TikTok and at least scrap a few views from that. Maybe you'll get some conversions over the channel. Who knows? Uh -huh. Who knows? So it's like, do you consider YouTube like your main focus? Like, oh, yeah. I want to succeed on YouTube more than anything else. I want to succeed on YouTube more than anything else. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope you obtain and accomplish your goals for 2023. <laughs> Cause, Thanks. hey, you're close to the you're close to the play button, so yeah. If I can get some of these shorts to shoot out, the subscribers from that come pretty quickly. So, mm -hmm. and if you get I that play working... button, you get that uh, I can talk to someone Google now. Yeah, and the very that check mark too. Yeah, that's nice. I know. I feel like that would be a huge stepping stone if I can get yeah. to that. Mm -hmm. I say this year, but I'm like, of course, I'm going to get it this year. Like I have to. So, but. To say, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's my goal this year is to hit 100K. But I'm like, I, I have to, of course I'm going to, because I'm trying to project that into reality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we got a lot into it. Um, this was a, definitely a very insightful episode with Danny. So we appreciate you. Um, is there any anything you want to plug or say as a closing word for the episode? Um, I think that a lot of stuff was discussed here. And as always, if people want to like talk to me personally, like I check all my DMs on Instagram, even the ones that I probably shouldn't and I have to delete later <laughs> or something. But by all means, like I I appreciate getting to actually like chat with people and stuff. So feel free to do that. And um, I don't need to really plug anything because I'm on these platforms daily. So if you want to see some of the stuff, just come check it out at any time. But that's it. Cool. Well, with that being said, let's roll that music. Everyone have a good night. Peace. Wow. Thanks, Sans, for that downer. <laughs> that was like bomb. Yeah. But it's, that's what happened. That's real life, yeah. though.